Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things on the pitch, off the pitch. And welcome back, Hamza. You're finally back in our tiny little apartment. Yes, I'm back with better quality. We, we apologize again about the previous episode. The quality was not great, but we're uh, we're getting there. Yes, uh, but you still made the effort to hide in your little tiny toilet oh. to record. So, as you can tell, I'm very happy. Oh. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of happy for you too because Man City was pretty good. City crushed Arsenal four one. And as we, do you remember, we specifically talked about this last time in our low budget episode, Arsenal really couldn't get over that mental hump that we were saying yeah. because they went through three draws in a row. And so now we said it was all going to be that mental game, whether they could get over it or not, whether they could, you know, get the troops together and go to the Etihad. And clearly... Etihad. Etihad. Wow, great, great pronunciation. I'm not a, I'm no longer British, so I'm not. <laughs> but that's not the British. That's like the Arab. It's like an Arab name. It's an Arabic. I'm not name. Arab either. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So they, you know how some people said Arsenal kind of panicked or Arsenal. I didn't even think they panicked. I thought they were just lackluster. Felt like they didn't really. But try. City was good. City was really good. They were like they showed an, a masterclass. Really, they were so good. I, like their goals, they were all good, super, super good. So, I don't think that just Arsenal was bad. It's Arsenal was bad, and City was amazing. Yes, I think both. I think Arteta really got his tactics wrong here. I don't understand what what way he wanted to play. I guess okay. Since I'm a City fan, I want to retrace my steps. I want to talk about City first. Go for it. <laughs> because Kevin De Bruyne, what a player! I mean. He scored two great goals. He owned the midfield. Arsenal midfield was invisible. Kevin De Bruyne was just at the center. That first goal, that long ball from John Mm. Stones Mm. into Holland, that pass into De Bruyne, and he just runs past those defenders. I have to say, Aaron Ramsdale could have done a little better job in in perhaps saving that goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But regardless... That was an amazing goal. And third goal again, the Holland-Kevin De Bruyne duo with a Holland assist. So now they kind of switched. Instead of Holland scoring and Kevin De Bruyne assisting, they reversed role for these two goals. I have to say, as much as great as City was for both of these goals, and, you know, John Stone's header was a little controversial for some who were not City fans. But, yeah, Arsenal's defense, so, so terrible. Holding and Gabriel... They gave Holland and De Bruyne so much space, and a lot of the times they were just left alone. Especially Holland, you can't leave Holland alone. Oh, they were so bad. And and, and, I, and so I'm bad. sorry. Yes, so they were missing Saliba, right? And yeah, so but we've been talking about them missing Saliba for uh, like weeks now. I don't think it's just it's just because it, if Saliba was there, I don't think the score would have been that different. I it is true but it's just you just feel like because he was not there the squad depth is not deep enough and so they have to bring on players like Holding yeah, but who's like, just not good enough. But it's not Holding it's not only Holding's fault. Like Gabriel's been horrible. Honestly, we've talked about this in the past. Arsenal's been conceding too many goals. Like this 3-2-2-2-2-3-3 or like 4-3 like all these scores like that where you concede so many goals. It's, it's ridiculous. Arsenal's defense was really in shambles, honestly. De Bruyne between three players in his first goal and he was able to score. Sinchenko is making mistakes left and right. He, he made didn't a have mistake. a good game. Yeah, yeah, he made mistakes this game. He made mistakes the previous game. We've talked about it as well against Southampton. I think he, he was playing right and he made a mistake again. They destroyed, City destroyed Arsenal's defense. But he was so slow. They, honestly, oh so... Oh my God, he was really slow. Like you could, you could tell that all of these Arsenal players... They could not keep up with how fast the City players were. It is it is interesting because at this point of the Premier League, Arsenal, for the first two-thirds of the league, they were the ones who had the spark. And City, you could tell, lost something. They were not clicking. They were not yeah, playing games. Yeah. Even though they were winning a lot of the games, something wasn't right. They were boring to watch. They they conceded a lot of goals, and it just wasn't fun. You felt like some they were going to collapse. They were too tired. They weren't in it. And then the past couple games, it switched. Arsenal lost its spark, while City has been getting its spark back. And then the players just stopped in Arsenal. I mean, they... 
stop playing as well as they used to, and then City, the opposite happened. Yeah. De Bruyne has had an amazing past couple games. Before I thought, oh gosh, he's slowing down. Is he getting old? He is he tired? Yeah, yeah. Why is he not running that much? But these past few games, especially in this Arsenal game, his pace was, he was unstoppable. Mm -hmm. No one could catch up to him. Yes, better defenders could have probably dealt with him better. Mm -hmm. But against Arsenal, they couldn't do anything about Kevin De Bruyne. And the mistake also, obviously, like I said, they left Holland alone. So I think, I don't know what Arteta was thinking. Some people say to a degree, he still has too intimate of a relationship with Guardiola that prevents him to, prevents him from being... From doing what it takes to win, I guess. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but the, the defensively, understand. defensively, they didn't change their tactics. So what, what Guardiola is good at is that he will change his tactics and his team depending on what team he's playing no, against. He doesn't, he doesn't need to change his tactics. No, no, I agree. Gu it doesn't Guardiola always work, though. always going to play this possessive uh, type of... They didn't, though. They haven't been always recently. No, but like I'm, I'm sure if we compare... Like possession between City and all the teams they play, they will, uh, they will have a higher possession just because City is much better than almost any other team in the world. But Arsenal is not City; they're not to the levels of City. So, if you are playing this amazing team, if you're playing Madrid, then okay, I gotta play differently. It's not like I'm playing Southampton or like some other random team. Their defense, their defense was so bad. It's just like. Okay, what are you doing? What is Gabriel doing? Like, especially in counter-attack. You can't leave so much space. And then when City is counter-attacking and they're so you fast see, at counter-attack. You see, that's what I'm saying. Especially the first half, City was counter-attacking. Counter-attack non-stop. And Gabriel can't keep up. Party can't keep up. No one can keep up. And they make mistakes. And so you can't keep up and you're making a mistake. So, okay, obviously you're going to concede so many goals. And it's like, what were you thinking, Arteta? If I were you, I would like, okay, just park the bus. Park the bus for a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. The idea, I think, is that Arsenal was never great at defending. Arsenal was always a team that was really good in the midfield. It was really good as well in the in the attack. They like were they like they, were, they it was a team, right? They were very good at passing to each other, like at finding solutions. But when you're playing a team like City, you gotta be good at defending because they have Holland. They have even if De Bruyne is not great, they, Mahrez is gonna be great. Somebody in that team is gonna be great because they have way too many players. And it was so bad. Even the second goal, no one's covering Stones. No one's covering him. No one's covering Holland. Like you can't have. You need to have a plan of how to cover Kevin De Bruyne and Holland. Like they're such good players. And De Bruyne was like so much space for him. He could do whatever he wanted to do. So clearly there But that's was what I'm saying. Problem. I think he, he fell straight into Guardiola's. Guardiola definitely just outsmarted him because... Our... I'm sorry, there's no outsmarting here. Like, I, if I were a coach and me having no coach experience, no coaching experience, I'm playing City, okay, clearly I can. I agree. I cannot afford to give them any space, so I'm going to just have everyone in defense. But that's what I mean. I mean, Arteta doesn't cater a lot of his tactics according to the to the team that he's playing. Exactly. So, I don't know, what was his goal? Was his goal to win or at least to get a draw? Because it's strange, right? So, this is what... So, they played a lot deeper and a lot more forward than mm -hmm. you should be when mm -hmm. you're playing against mm -hmm. City, right? And that's why... It ended up being a lot of the times when City was attacking three versus three, even two versus two, yeah, yeah, because exactly. the defenders were running back. Exactly, exactly. And they yeah. press way too high. You cannot press so high mm -hmm. with a team like City. But the problem is, is that okay? If you are Arsenal at its a hundred percent, the best we've seen all season, you press that high. It could work because you have these amazing. I but they didn't. They actually, didn't. They didn't turn it I on. I actually don't even think that could, that could work. Because with City, against City, I'm not sure that would work. Because Ramsdale did save a lot of, did save them a lot. He had some yes, massive saves he did save them. In, in the first half. So it could have been way worse. So I don't understand what he was thinking. If I were him, I would just have gone I, for the tie. I just meant that he. this is the way that they would have played against like a team like Southampton, another team, because they yeah, press I mean, high and they attack. Exactly. A sporting was 2-2. Like, the whole team was there again. Like, Sporting is not Man City. I'm sorry. Like, Man City is relentless, especially now. Man City has always been relentless. And lately, they've been so good. Like, they got their mojo back, whatever it is. So they just don't stop. Like, they don't care. They're just going to keep playing, 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 playing until they score. And you got to give credit to Pep for having such a powerful impact on Haaland. We were wondering, oh my God, what's happening to Haaland? He doesn't fit. He doesn't know how to pass. He doesn't know how to position himself. He's so frustrated that no one passes to him. But 
look at what happened. Now he's so good at passing. He's assisting. He's becoming less selfish too. Yeah, he's assisting in some really good passes. Like, you, mm-hmm. like oh my God, this is so good. And this is, you can see a manager here. Honestly, I, I don't know what to say. I've watched Pep when he was at Barcelona. I do think he's probably one of the best coaches. Like one of the best coaches, like team coaches we've had in history. Look at the players, like the evolution that Grealish has had in the past season. Exactly. It's exactly. like, come on, you see how he, he wins so many duels. He gets the, that, that duel he won against, I think it was Saka. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he got the ball and it was fantastic. Ruben Diaz, an amazing player. I, I think one of the best players that he got, Ruben Diaz. And this is should also to show how useless Arsenal's midfield was. In the first half, Ruben Diaz had more first half touches, 58, than mm-hmm. Arsenal's entire midfield, who only had 50. Yeah, yeah. And their first shot on goal was in the second half at the 47th minute. And I do think if Arsenal wants to advance and keep Arteta and keep moving forward for the next season, chasing the title and all that, there are certain players that need to go. Like Chaka, for example. Yeah, honestly. I don't think... But the thing is, the thing is, I don't think this 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 game, I don't think it was the, the, the player's fault, honestly. I think it was the coach. Arteta? Yeah, I think it was the coach's fault. Because look at... Look at Barcelona. Barcelona has been so defensive. You see them against Madrid and they're like, okay, we realize that this is Madrid and we cannot like do anything about them. And they've won three games by not doing anything, by literally parking the bus. And that's smart. And Barcelona is a team that historically attacks. Like it's so kind of, it's kind of embarrassing for a Barcelona fan to watch Barcelona play that way. But they still had to do it because Xavi realized that that's, these are the players he have. He has, he doesn't have Messi. He doesn't have all these amazing players. And I'm sorry, like, honestly, I'm going to say this again. Guardiola is amazing. He had 179 wins with Barcelona, 124 with Bayern, and 297 wins with Man City. 600 career wins. He is a beast. He is so good. And, I mean, and, that's and, why, right? Remember, what, what, how come a reporter asks him, so what's your secret? How come you've never been sacked? I win games. Exactly. That's it's the secret. Simple. So I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I've watched this interview by this player, this Moroccan player, Mehdi Benatia, who was very, who was a very good defender, really good. He played for Inter, I think. He played for Bayern. He played for Odinese. Anyway, so when he went to Bayern, uh, Guardiola was there. And so he was talking in the interview about how Guardiola is. He said Guardiola is not someone you can build like, personal relationships with. He said he's very transactional and he knows what you, he, he knows he's expecting for you and he knows what he will tell you to do. You need to do this. You need to follow my, my steps. You need to follow my thing. And it, it might look to a player that it's not like really this like personal relationship, this kind of like nice vibe, but he gets results. And that's why. That's I don't matters. believe he doesn't have personal relationships with his players. But that's so. what the guy was saying. And this Mehdi Benatia guy, he's not like some, like he's, he's, he's a guy who has, um, who knows how to speak. He's not like Messi. Like he's a guy who speaks well in French. Like he speaks, he's French basically. But I don't, I don't, I would say that there are certain city or Barcelona players who would disagree with that. I, I don't think uh, Benati is the only guy who said, who made these comments about that. Sure. Pep, but Pep is very hard to get along with. Like it's, you have to fit my box. You have to No, no, I agree. But what the, but and to his, and, and to be fair, he does a good job. So you should probably follow what he's saying. But I do think that it's very difficult for players to continuously do well and improve and all that stuff under the same manager if you have zero personal relationship. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, but I doubt his personal relationships with everyone. No, no, no. Not everyone. Not everyone. There are some. I think, for example, Kevin De Bruyne. I don't, you, I don't believe well, that you tell He has so them. many... Like, he, he was saying things about... He goes out and says, oh, De Bruyne's not doing well. That was a mind game. Do you see how it flipped? Something flipped. Yes, I think there's some, and also I think there's some relationship with Jack Grealish. I don't know. So I, in, in, in any case, the, these are, it's, we're just speculating about his relationship. Of course. But, but of what course. I think. He ain't no what, teddy bear. What, no one thinks that. Yeah. Well, uh, the fact is, he is a great coach. Yes. Like he gets something out of players that you, you just see that. Like they're playing so good. Like they're, they're playing so well. And like, I'm glad he got rid of Sterling. I'm glad he got rid of Eric Garcia. Again, praising Pep Guardiola, he knows 
the players he should get rid of. Got rid of Garcia, got rid of Sterling, who else to get rid of? All these players I mean, that are not uh, good. Even Ili Rosane going to Bay- exactly. Bayern hasn't had the best time, right? Exactly. So so he knows maybe they're not maybe they're good players. They're just not to the to the level of City. Or to not to Pep standards. Yeah, not to Pep standards, which right. is and that makes sense. If Pep Sanders is Xavi, Iniesta and Messi, then I'm sorry, even V like you they were so good Barcelona. So there's no way, there, there's no team now, even City, that, that was as good as Barcelona's mm-hmm. Messi and Xavi and Iniesta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Villa, you, don't, you probably don't remember Villa. Well, he used to score that nonstop. Villa. Yeah, he used to mm-hmm. score all the time. Like, he used to be so good that at some point, okay, he told Barcelona's management that I, you need to increase my salary. I need to be paid close to uh, close to what Messi is getting paid because even for Spain, he scored so many goals for I Spain. remember. He yeah. was one of the stars of the World Cup. Yeah, so... When you have all those players, obviously, and he went to Bayern when Bayern was so good, and then he came to City. I'm sorry, he kind of built City. You're City. talking about Guardiola now, yeah. not, no longer Debevia. You did make, not make that transition. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, he did, Pep Guardiola did build City. Yes, what he's accomplished at City, yes, we know. He hasn't won a Champions League yet, and, but... And also, can we just acknowledge again that all those fuckers that say that City has so much money, and they spend so much money to get players... That's utter bullshit. Because Chelsea spent $600 million and no one's talk- talking about golf money. No one's talking... Just because they're not owned by people from the Gulf, right? When you're owned by an American and the American is suddenly spending $600 million we talked, on you... We talked about this because why is it that before when Chelsea was owned by this Russian dude and we, we weren't in a war with Russia, people weren't going on and on and mm-hmm. on about, oh, Russian oligarchs, we shouldn't be taking this money. It's corrupt. Because London is literally a cesspool of Russian money. Exactly. So they can't say anything about they're it. They're all the same. Uh, an, uh, an American billionaire, a Russian billionaire, or a golf billionaire, they're all the same. What's the difference? Exactly. It's just certain human rights things is more to do with... You know, if you're saying, okay, it's state-owned, is a little different. They have, they're maybe a little bit more involved. I agree with you, right? Because, you know... It, I don't remember Manchester City spending 600 million. But yes, yeah, City never outrageously... And you know what it, What works with... The only reason why Pep works so well is City is because he has so much free reigns. Yeah. He decides exactly. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. This would not happen at... He would not do but, what Todd Bowley did. And also, we've talked about it. The president is a smart guy. That Khaldun guy... Yes, 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 yes. He, that guy manages... The sovereign wealth fund. He's the antithesis so, of Todd Bowling. Exactly, literally, the guy is smart. He's not. He's his very main calm. job. His main job was not to manage, uh, uh, like a football team or like to manage even a like a big football uh, kind of company. But he was managing sovereign wealth funds. He's a fine. He's a finance background, and we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. Managing a, like a football team is just like managing any company. And that you guy need to knows be how to manage. Smart. Exactly. That Unlike Barcelona, knows, by the way. Exactly. Note. That guy knows how to manage a company, and now he's managing. A football company really well so he got a good coach he's keeping them we need Honestly, to we need to all calm down about this because you know th- these state-owned teams is just going to increase the number of state-owned teams the golf is just going to have a bigger influence in sport i think it's something that we need to accept at this point look at newcastle they're once they start competing for top four but but to be fair all the state teams they were not the ones who made these outrageous deals Outrageous signings. Yes. Think about the. If you look at the ranking of the highest signings, it wasn't made by City, it wasn't made by Newcastle, and it wasn't made by who else? But PSG, maybe the salaries, right? But look at it, it's Barcelona. Barcelona paid crazy amounts for Coutinho. Barcelona paid crazy amounts for Dembele. Like all of this. Maybe PSG also paid crazy amounts for uh, um, the Brazilian guy. PSG. What's his name? Neymar. PSG is not as well managed as I would say the what 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 the what the Saudis have been able to do with Newcastle yeah. and what uh, the uh, what uh, UAE has been able to do with City. I think they've just done a lot better job than Qatar. Yeah, no, I PSG. agree. And again, we're not condoning because because the Gulf the Gulf states is not homogenous. You can't just say you know if it's managed by a Gulf state, it's going to be this way. Like it's not. I agree. But again, we're not condoning the states. I have no idea about what happens in, in the Gulf states. I'm not, I'm not here to make like a comments about no, it. No, we're not trying but to be political. Exactly. We're just making a comment on what people say. Oh, City has so much money and they've been spending on players left and right, which is not true. Look at what Chelsea did. Look at what Barcelona did. Like these, these clubs are severely mismanaged. And I really don't believe that corruption exists solely in City. I mean, look at the scandal with Juventus. It just, it's, it's everywhere. It's, everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's embedded. Everywhere. Look at Barcelona. I mean, this, this corruption. Also, one scandal after the other. One scandal after the other. City has been consistently 
probably the best team in the world in the past three years, even better than Madrid. And I do hope they win the Champions League this this year. We'll talk about Madrid later, but yeah, great, great performance from. I, I I'm a bit concerned because you see that those goals that City wasn't able to convert, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be playing against not Ramsdale but Courtois. Yeah. So that's a whole different. I think that's a problem. Exactly. But but, but maybe but the, the, but the the point is. Madrid's defense is not great either. Yeah, like uh, we we can talk about this super quickly, but for Madrid to concede four goals from a random team and from the same player in that team, that's a massive issue, right? Same player from what was it, Girona, right? I, like, there's a problem. Who's there. also known by Man City Football yeah. Club, <laughs> by the way. So they're like, okay, early warning, early warning. Don't worry, we're coming for you. So uh, something is off there, and Militao has such a horrible name. Does he? Militao? Would you name your kid Militao? Militao has such a horrible game. Really bad. He was not... He hasn't been good. No? No one... No one... Like, he was horrible defending from Madrid and from Militao. Specifically, like, same thing for the third goal. No one was covering this... What's his name? What's the guy's name? Castellano, right? Carvajal was just watching him. Four goal again. Same thing. Militao wasn't covering the guy well. I'm sorry. Like, second Argentinian to score a hat-trick against Madrid? I know. <laughs> Rudiger was playing. He's not good. Militao was not good. Carvajal's not good. Even Nacho. Like, when one of the goals, Nacho was following the guy who was going to make the cross, and he just didn't put so, uh, that much pressure on him. I think Madrid will have a lot of problems when they when But they you see how it. we've always said, though, no, uh, Madrid... In La Liga is a different Madrid than Madrid in Champions League. I'm sorry, none of this is none of this is convincing no, evidence no, 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 for no. me. I, that I actually don't agree because it's just that you don't have enough games to make an assessment when you compare Champions League. When you compare a league like a, champ, a European league to like the the actual domestic league, perhaps, perhaps. I I, I think it's definitely not going to be an easy. Yeah, like you have more chances to fuck up. Like I have, I can actually make like like when Chelsea won the Champions League that year, they they sucked, right? I have more. Chances and opportunities to actually make a sound judgment about your defense when I watch you in the La Liga, when I watch you in the Premier League. No, I agree. But because they have fewer games, they just need a stroke of luck. And exactly. they need to have... So, exactly. so Madrid could easily win. Yeah, it's possible, but I think they're going to struggle. Because these players, they turn up for the Champions League. It's like Sevilla. They just It's in their blood. There's something about the Champions League. Madrid will show up. It's and possible. City gets intimidated. And, and, and also, Madrid has a, another problem is that their second goalie, Lunin, is not great. So if Courtois ever gets injured, that's a big, big problem. I mean, he, had, should, he had a tummy ache recently. Yeah, they should, they should probably find a second goalie that's not bad. Madrid's defense has not been great. It's, it's nowhere near like the level of even Barcelona. And the defense, I don't think, is amazing. And definitely nowhere near City. Well, I'm worried I'm worried because I care a lot more about Champions League than I do about the league. Everyone is now talking about did Arsenal now bottle the league. To be fair, I'm less concerned about that. I'm more concerned about if City is going to be able to advance to the final. Well, as good as City is, I, I'm not sure if they're going to win every single game until the end of the year. You never know. This is the Premier League. Yeah, I agree. Because they're still, they still have to play seven games. Yeah. I really don't understand where why these pundits went from two games before, no. Arsenal's winning the league, now from now two games later, oh, Arsenal has a 10% chance of winning the league. I, I have more faith that City is going to win the Champions League than the Premier League. You do? Yeah. You see, I don't. It just seems like City has a lot more experience and confidence winning the league than they do with Champions League. It's unknown waters to them. It's just a competition. The the other teams are not are not great. They're not too. Arsenal has a slightly tougher fixture left. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. They still have to pay, play some tough teams. Don't they have to play Newcastle? They have to play Newcastle. They oh, have to no. play. They both have to play Chelsea, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about tough that. Tough team. Tough Super team. Tough team. Maybe three games ago, I would have said Arsenal still has oh, it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now it's up in the air. It's really, yeah. I think... I, I, I think now it's like 60, 40, 40 Arsenal. You think? In my opinion. Okay, before, yeah. but I definitely felt like it was like 80-20 Arsenal. That's how, yeah, really how yeah. I felt. But they, they, they did fuck up massively, honestly. Yeah. They had massive fuck ups and not just once. Because it's unforgivable. You can't drop points against a Southampton. You just can't do it. Even before, when they tied to West Ham, and West Ham has been so bad. Lately, they changed a little bit. But when they tied to West Ham, I was like, okay, this is bad. I thought that when was a one-off. But Liverpool really changed my mind. Yeah, but Liverpool is still Liverpool. 
right? But when you tie to West Ham, and West Ham is not that good offensively. At least you say Liverpool, okay, they're super dangerous. Salah is still dangerous. Uh, like Nunez is, 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 is really good. But when you tie to West Ham, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that West Ham is a bad team, but it's just not to Arsenal's standard. But it's it's great to see sitting playing well again. Very happy. And I'm nervous about Champions League. But I guess it's a good thing, right? Because if you just dominate so much that you know you're going to win every game, there's not that much fun in that. That's true. So... Since we were talking about Liverpool and West Ham, mm-hmm. let's talk about the game of Liverpool versus West Ham. I do think this game, in this game, West Ham deserved to win. Honestly, they were not lucky. They were definitely the deserved better side. Deserved to win? Yeah. Mm. They were definitely the better side. The goal from Paqueta was wonderful. Yes, that was a good goal. Yeah, I think West Ham, for some reason, I don't know how they managed to do it, but they turned things around a little bit, is when they had that tie with Arsenal, like it's what do you call it in French? Declic. And declic. Yes, exactly. That's what they had. They like you can see that now. It's a have, light bulb moment. Yeah, they have like this different fighting spirit. They're trying more. They're much better. Like they were really an average team before. I don't know what changed. Uh, even the goal from Bone that was ruled as offside was a fantastic. Yes, that goal. was an amazing goal. I honestly, I have no. I don't know what to think about Bowen. Is he a good player or is he just an average player? So when I saw him, he was not gonna pass to Ben Rahma. I was like, what the fuck is this guy? But don't goal? you think that's that's how I feel about like every West Ham player, <laughs> a lot of them. Because yeah, they, mo- they have their moments. They have their moments. Maybe besides feel. Rice, is a little bit more consistent. Even Agud, I think he's good. But he still has fuck ups. Agud is not bad. He has fuck ups. But like, there's difference between being good and then being like having fuck ups. But I'm sorry, you play in the Premier League. You can't no, no, have, I understand. That many fuck-ups. I understand. And the, and then there's difference between being good, being really really good, when having fuck ups, and being just average, and not necessarily having a lot of fuck ups, right? That's true, but because you have those drastic fuck-ups, that sticks out to fans and people who watch. No, no, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Because if you're if you're just average, you're more low-key, people are not going to shit on you as much because you didn't make those big mistakes for people to point it out and say you're not a good player. No, 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 I agree. And, and I'll talk about aggregate in details, but I do think that West Ham could be better if they had someone better than Merahma. Even if they had someone better than Antonio. Antonio had this massive miss that he could have scored for, like with this amazing cross from from Ben Rahma and then last minute the Liverpool uh, defender uh, took it out two goals from Liverpool one outside the penalty area because Zuma gave uh, who was who scored Gakpo Gakpo like, great goal gave, though great goal he gave him just a little bit of space and the guy was able to to score second goal Matip's bullet header bullet header clearly clearly Ben Rahma's mistake I'm sorry it's ridiculous how how a player can just give the other like the other like players so much space he just like left him and right? felt comfortable enough to jump that much and hit it that hard exactly exactly no no no. because ben Rahman went the other way right, so he, he backed did, off yes. he backked off and that guy was like oh my god so much space let me just jump and he had like all the space to jump it was kind of like it a, was one of the most satisfying headers though i have to say that sound that when he hit the ball i mean i don't know if i would say west ham deserved to win i don't think i think they did you know, you see, Liverpool had 20 shots versus seven miss. shots on West Ham, for West Ham. And mm. so I think a draw would have been good because, especially in the first half, I think West Ham did a decent job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't. I would not agree that West Ham deserved to win this game. They, were, they had better performances against other teams. Yeah, but I still think they had a good performance here. I, honestly, I think the problem is their defense is not organized. The defenders themselves may be individually not bad, but as a group, they're, I think they maybe they lack communication. And Fabianski is really very, very average. Yeah, it's not Their great. attack is not lethal. Like, you need to just score goals. Like, Bone, you can't rely on him, in my opinion. But Antonio, you can't. Ben Rahma, you can't. Paqueta is a good player, probably. Uh, Declan Rice are good players. So those, sometimes they have, like, games where they perform really well. But overall... The whole team, it's touch and go. I think that's the problem. Eggert, definitely touch and go. He was man of the match uh, in this game against Liverpool. Really, I think, in my opinion, he was man of the match. Stopped so many... He basically stopped Salah in so many instances. But I think that he has been super inconsistent. This was one of his 
I mean, people would say probably one of the best games he's had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, so I don't know. I do think he's a good player because I've watched him play for Morocco multiple times. He's a little more consistent with Morocco, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I haven't watched that many games, but he has been reliable in those games. But for West Ham, he hasn't been always reliable. He's made massive fuck-ups against Newcastle. And right now, this like recent game against Crystal Palace, although I don't think that was a fuck-up. So basically, we're talking about another game at the same time, but it's basically just to talk about Agard. He caused two goals against, um, uh, against Crystal, Palace. Crystal Palace. The first one, he gave a pass to Suchek. And Suchek basically just bottled it and fucked it up. And uh, what what is the other like the Crystal Palace player got it and scored. And the second one was a penalty that apparently Agard cost. So okay, so let's talk about the first one. The first one I don't know why people blame him because if you're a Premier League player and you're really far, or not really far, but closer to the midfield than to the penalty box, and someone gives you the ball, you should have the awareness if someone's behind you. If like uh, the, other, the, the other team is behind you, any player of the other team is behind you. The guy didn't have that at all. But don't you think that it's also on Agar to see that there was a player behind so, so you has, shouldn't pass no, it to no, him? He has enough space. When, when, when Agar passed the ball to, uh, to Suchek, Suchek had enough space between him and the. Well, that's why I don't think it's just on Suchek. I think it's on them both. No, it's it's, it's like you see it in players. In like like players, you you know how they do it. They cover themselves a little bit so that that they can cause or like they can they can. I agree, but I think it's on them both because it's a team effort. Yeah. If he didn't see, then someone else needs to see. So if I see that there is a player that is somewhat close to you that could, I'm not going to pass it to you. No, no, but I could judge that that distance. Pass it back to the goalie. But I could judge that that distance is is big enough for you to be able to handle the ball. I agree. He made a judgment, but that judgment may not have been the best. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a, They have some sort of communication problem within West Ham. The second goal, honestly, ridiculous that they gave that, that as a penalty. penalty. Like, I think we... And we've talked about this in the past. Now they're giving penalties willingly because they, they have VAR. And the problem is they really... They, they fuck up games. West, West Ham has been a little because just in that Liverpool they were de- they were denied a last yeah. minute penalty as yeah. well. They have been a little bit unlucky in that regard, just a bit like Brighton and these these kind of slightly underdog teams. But at the same time, as much as Ag- Agard has his really hi- his highlights has his really good moments, you can't keep making those mistakes game after game. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't have one amazing game followed by three really poor performances. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He had... He, he has he had, a lot of potential. He had worse, he had worse performances. Than but this don't you... At th- least this one he scored. But don't you so think... He made up for... Don't you think with a player like him with so much potential, like, imagine him under, like, a Pep Guardiola. Yeah, he would be so much better. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah, he does have a lot of potential. So I do think that if he goes to another club in Premier League, he would be better. Maybe even Liverpool. I hope he does because I think... Maybe uh, David Moyes is not getting the best out of him. I think at the end, I don't think West Ham is going to... Get relegated. Get relegated, yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think so either. Yeah, they're they're not horrible. It's just that they're average. They're just mediocre. They're just mediocre. A slightly below mediocre, but mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre at best. They're just mediocre. They have a few individual players that are really good, that are probably better than West Ham's level, and they may leave. But other than that, the whole team, like, I'm sorry, Antonio Benrahma, with all respect to Benrahma, Benrahma has been there for a while. It's not a player that you can rely on. They're an okay team. And Liverpool, I don't think there's much to say about them. It's just Liverpool. Liverpool hasn't been that interesting to talk about or watch, to no. be honest. Because you know why? In my opinion, Liverpool is just hard to pinpoint. Because can you say that they had a disaster of a season no because there's chelsea to compare them to and you know, all so this stuff right exactly so you know they haven't had but at the same time it's liverpool they were chasing titles with city right and so to drop from that level to what they are now yeah there's a serious problem but at the same time they have performances like against united when they crush them and then they also get crushed by Madrid in Champions League and then they lose games, but then they win games. And it's just very, I just find it very difficult to talk about, okay, here's what's wrong. What yeah, same. This is the problem. I mean, you can at least say defense is a problem, but... Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the, but, but sometimes their offense is solid. I mean, it's not solid, but it's okay. It's not terrible. And yeah. their players are, if you count their... Their midfield is really lacking, but even then, they can score more goals than I Chelsea, agree. right? But that, but that's the thing. I think you make you make such a good point in 
in the sense that because there's so many bad teams this year, I don't even think Tottenham is that bad. Because when I compare them to Chelsea, I'm like, okay, Tottenham fans, just look at Chelsea and then be like, we're not that bad. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea makes everyone look good, so. But, I mean, speaking of Tottenham, should we move on? Yeah. Another, another, I, to, to, to be fair though, if you're going to ask me who, uh, regardless of what their place is at in the, in the table, I still would say that Tottenham's performance has been overblown by the media in the, in the way that... That's true. The people, negative, negative yeah, attention. Yeah. Because I think people are seeing a lot more and criticizing Tottenham a lot more uh, than maybe what they actually deserve if you look at it more objectively. I agree. Yeah, right? yeah I agree. So before you talk about Tottenham Manchester United, uh, we should talk about Tottenham Newcastle. So they lost 6-1, right? We, we don't need to talk about it in details. It but, happened a while ago. Right? Yeah, it happened a while ago, but we don't need to talk about it in details. But it's Newcastle was amazing. I think it's more than Newcastle is so good and they're way better than Tottenham. Tottenham is not great, but Newcastle has been on fire. 6-1, right? And uh, after the first half, uh, Loris was subbed off. <laughs> Apparently, due yes, to for injury. being injured, <laughs> and then he didn't—he didn't play against United, so yeah, he didn't so play. I don't so, know to be consistent. Exactly. So it, it was—it was kind of funny. I was like, "What is this coach that just subs off a, a goalie because he was—he got—he got five goals in the first half." I was really shocked, and this is not even a, this is an interim coach as well. So the owner of the club, Levy, said, uh, and I quote: "Sunday's performance against Newcastle was wholly unacceptable." It was devastating to see. We can look at many reasons why it happened. And whilst myself, the board, the coaches and players must all take collective responsibility, ultimately, the responsibility is mine. End quote. And also, what's interesting, it was confirmed that the players involved in Sunday's uh, defeat to Newcastle would be refunding the yeah, prices of tickets paid to almost Kane, like, more than 3,000 uh, uh, fans. Kane came out saying this i th- uh, i believe it would come out to several thousand pounds per player you know w- 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 yeah, which okay. is not nothing okay, it's not so, nothing so it's not i don't think it's a money issue but i wanted to bring this up to, to see what you think because no one is forcing you to choose tottenham as a team can we just agree on that no one is forcing you to go Travels, all the way traveled all the way to yeah apparently to castle apparently uh, yeah and apparently even the tottenham stadium is not easy to get to uh, it's a bit inconvenient. Maybe, maybe the fans are like, more local. Like it's it's the, the uh, I've only been to the Chelsea Stadium to the Stamford Bridge and it's so easy to get to. It's like literally in the middle of the uh, of maybe because it's North London. Yeah. So and I I just think it sets a bad precedent. You are an adult. You chose and decided to go to the game, not knowing what the results would would be. And what is the threshold exactly? Is it if it's four nil, then we reimburse you. Or if it's 3-0... Put it in the bylaws. Yeah, and if it's 3-0, maybe we'll give you 50%. And if it's 10-0, we'll also cover your transportation costs. Yes, and why did Chelsea not do it? What what happened exactly? I I don't understand this decision. I mean, I think it came from a good place. Dude, just play better. Yeah, exactly. Fans, if you play better, I don't give a fuck if you reimburse me. Just, at least, this is what I get from listening to Tottenham fans, is that they've... Not only are they losing games and conceding all these goals, the players, as Conte very rightly pointed out, Mm -hmm. they don't have the spirit. Mm -hmm. They're not trying. It doesn't feel like any of them give a fuck besides maybe Kane and Son once in a while. Because overall, they have good players, right? Kane can do a lot. Yeah, like, I mean, this is. Even, even like, like Dyer, all these players, they're not. No, no, I'm sorry. Dyer has been shit. No, no. Forget about them being shit. I'm just saying individually, if you think about the player, it's not like they have players that don't deserve to be in Tottenham. They're like their level. Maybe Longley. I'll <laughs> just Longley put put Longley no, but, aside. No, but, but Hamza, you have a bias against Barcelona players who did not do well at Barcelona. No, no, no. He was bad. Honestly, he doesn't get called for the for the French team. He hasn't been. That's getting true. Called. He doesn't get called. Yeah. Again, maybe the French team. There's way too many players. Exactly. It's very hard to compete. It's like Chelsea. Yeah, it's very hard to <laughs> compete. But I do think that Tottenham overall has. Good players. I think what Conte said is absolutely correct. There is some problem with the spirit. Right? Son has been horrible. And Son is not a bad player. They just don't feel like they're trying. That guy Romero is not a bad player. Hoiberg is not a bad player. A lot of them are actually okay players. Right? They could do much better. Richarlison. Eh. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not very bullish on Richarlison. Yeah, I don't know. Even Yoris, like Yoris, was amazing in the World Cup. <laughs> he had some massive, massive saves. But well, with Tottenham, I don't know. I know you always think that he's not good with Tottenham, but overall, he's not good. But I think there's something in the spirit. I think it's also not winning any titles, no. not winning any titles, not winning any cups. You just need something to keep you going. Like, why am I doing this? Why would I, I, as a player, why would I stay at Tottenham? I blame Kane for that, honestly. Because he like it's, it's on him. If he, that ha- he didn't want to go, if he hadn't stayed, yeah, I don't know. They have a lot. They're poorly managed. All the mm. fans hate Daniel Levy. It is one of those. It's like United, right? They hate the Glazers. They want them out. They think it's poorly managed, and the relationship between the management and well, the owners and the coach is not great either. And then now they have this Ryan Mason in, who clearly has intentions of staying mm-hmm, as permanent mm-hmm. manager. He's made it pretty clear. And I do think that the players have this relationship with him. Like, for example, in this Tottenham United game, when Sun scored, he instead of celebrating, he went over to hug Ryan Mason. So there is definitely a relationship. I think Tottenham did a... He used to be a Tottenham player. Yes, he was. Yeah. There was a mistake to leave Conte's assistant manager as in the one in charge when Conte left because mm-hmm. that was just bad blood. It wasn't a good... And so Tottenham lost that Newcastle game. It lost a lot of bunch of stuff. So it's good that this Ryan Mason guy took over. Speaking, they were lucky though, in the in the Man U game. So speaking of this game, yeah, the first half when the first half ended, I really was thinking, you know what, they're going to reimburse their fans again. Yeah, right. Like, it's- uh, but but oh, I understand. I understand it's a home game, but still, like they're going to because it, it looked like United was going to score like five. Right, more. And, and Richarlison sucks. He misses so much. And Manu also were very unlucky. They could have scored way more. Like you see, like I think it was in the second half that that Bruno miss when the ball hit the post. Yes, it's it was. It was crazy how Man U didn't win. But United bottled it in the second half. Yeah. I'm sorry. You give mm-hmm. up a 2-0 lead against a team like Tottenham that's yeah. in shambles right now. They just lost these huge games. Their their management is very unstable right now. Mm-hmm. It's... No. They were amazing in the first half. The, the One of Rashford's... The Rashford goal was a oh, very typical so, United goal. It was a Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. Oh, it was just... really good goal. Yeah. I would agree with a lot of people that... it is on the manager. Ten Hag got a lot of the substitutions wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sancho started, okay, fine. He's not my he favorite did, he player. He did score. Yes, but yeah. he's not my favorite player, but he was playing decently, okay? Mm-hmm. So why did you why did you sub Weckhorst in? And when he subbed Fred in, it made things worse. Fred had a horrible game. He didn't do anything. They were losing the ball. Second half, they, I'm sorry, United was not they good. They keep giving uh, Weckhorst more chances. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and Martial just deliver. oh even, god. Even Martial, I don't know what to I don't know what to make of Martial. I during his whole tenure at Man United, what has he done? Sadly, I, I maybe he's a good player, but maybe he's just not for. I Man don't. United. I don't think so. I think honestly, if you're gonna talk about, as the Americans say, Anthony's Anthony's, <laughs> I think the other Anthony is better. As as the Brazilian, Anthony. yes, as, yeah, as, sure. as as inconsistent yeah, yeah. as sometimes he is, right? Yeah, but I still think he contributes a lot more. United, I don't know what the hell happened allowed Tottenham back in the game mm-hmm. and you can really tell how important Kane is to Tottenham. No, no, for sure. And Son, Son still missed a lot. Yes. It could, they could have, it could have been, been easily been a marinated 2-3, Tottenham 3, like super easily. And Kane, as you said, so important, so important. He creates so many chances. And also, let's not forget, Tejia, great goalie. Yeah, well, he well, saves a lot of him. Honestly, people should stop blaming him so much for that Sevilla game because... While he made mistakes, Man United didn't do anything. Didn't they didn't come back in the result? Like you could come back. Why didn't you come back? Why didn't you score? Overall, he has been such a good goalie. This I year. really don't understand. I, I Even think... the clean sheets we talked about is the clean sheets. He has the highest number of clean sheets. Maybe I, I don't in know. The like, entire Premier League. In I, don't, the entire I, don't, Premier I don't know about. I think I'm pretty sure Der Sergen has more. Yeah, yeah, for sure Der Sergen has more. But at least in the Premier League, he has the highest number of clean sheets. He has made some very important saves. So I think they should re-sign with him. I know his contract is up in the summer, so they should probably re-sign with him. They were thinking about bringing Bono. I'm sorry. So with all respect to Bono, he's not to the level of David De Gea this year. So I know De Gea has not been great in the previous years, and he's been with Man United for a while, but this year he has definitely delivered. But isn't it interesting when you compare the fans of certain teams? So... When I look at City fans and Arsenal fans, even after a poor game, they will defend their players. A lot of the times they'll say, yes, he played poorly or like, no, 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 he's still a great player or whatever it is. And then there's certain fans where 
a player will just have one poor game. And that's, with, it. that's it. De Gea out, mm. blah 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 out. We got to get him this. out. He's terrible. He's not up to our standards, etc., etc. Isn't that interesting? Mm, I know. It's 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 so true. Like it's just some players get this. I think unwanted. certain fans yeah. too. The culture around certain fans and how they they look at their players because De Gea is not a new signing. He's been yeah, their goalie yeah, yeah. for a while. Maybe that's why. Are they tired of him? Yeah, and I, and I, he, he had more chances to disappoint them in the past. But my theory, so this is my theory that I just came up with. <laughs> Lay it on I'm, me. I'm going to pretend that I've had it for a while, but I just came up with it. I believe that it's players, fans who are more frustrated. So teams that have won fewer titles or just not lived up to their expectations, have had fewer trophies. You know, for example, like Tottenham, like Arsenal, uh, not mm-hmm, Arsenal, mm-hmm. Uh, like United recently, right? Mm-hmm. That they feel so frustrated that they need a scapegoat. That's true. They need a sacrificial lamb because every time something doesn't go right, they need to blame someone. Especially, especially if the co- the coach gets sacked. Exactly. So like, okay, we got a new coach. Are we going to blame the new yeah, coach? Yeah, we can't. We, he, right, exactly. If you can't blame the pl- coach, blame a player who fucked up the game so that, you know, you can have somewhere to release your anger to. Versus City, well, yeah, I've won a lot of leagues. So they had a poor game. It's fine. I'm still going to defend them. Maybe, maybe also City fans are a little bit less intense. No, no, no. They're so intense. I think it's just being United. United is just that brand of a club that is a lot more history and has a lot more. But still, fans are intense everywhere. Honestly, as a football fan, I'm terrified of football fans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially in... I think I would say they're intense in every country. It's just that what's surprising to me is that even smaller clubs have such intense fans. And I'm very scared of them. Yeah. English fans. You saw, you saw Sevilla's fans. Yeah, honestly, even the Bayern fans. The I'm I'm sorry, I'm terrified of all of them. The Madridistas, what do they call them? I'm terrified of all of them. They're so intense. If you say one little thing about their team or about their player that they disagree with, they will come at you. I mean, this podcast is just exposing ourselves because we say so many things where they could be like, no, no. We should own Chelsea every Oh week. my God. But United, I think, does have a slight. So I looked it up. They've had zero wins away from home against the top nine in the league this season. So it does seem mm. like they're relying really heavily on wins at Old Trafford. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. They okay. don't have a great... They just cannot win against good teams away from home. I s- still think United is a is a good team. Has really been a good team this year. It's still a project for Ten Hag, so just give him a little when, bit of time. When does it stop being a project? Like yeah, Arteta, Arteta has been here, this is his, what, fourth year now? No, I don't think so. Yes, it's this is his fourth his, year. It's wow. he, he was eighth, eighth, and then fifth. I remember very clearly. This is his fourth year. So hopefully he can come first or second, right? I mean, yeah. So is he still a project? But Ten Hag is a project. Ten Hag is a project. Yeah, well, that's when, when is Arteta's going to be stop being a project? Xavi is a project. You know, ten years later, we're still call- we're gonna still call Klopp is gonna be around. Um, still, a project. still a project. Liverpool is still a project. No, but but in all fairness, they should give him a little bit more time. Overall, Manu is a good team. They play well. It's just that they they need to. They haven't had a. They won at least one cup, right? Yeah. They have at least one cup. They're 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 gonna finish top four. They're gonna play Champions League. And I they, don't think it was a terrible. And, and they've had like a lot of games. They've had they've been playing nonstop. They've been playing in almost all the leagues. They played in Europa League. They played in See, FA this, Cup. They, they're, gonna, they, they're playing the final. The final game. against City. Yeah. But don't doesn't that remind you of the inexperience of Arsenal? Because you can see the fatigue and Arteta saying my players mm-hmm. are tired where where they've been out of Europe and out of exactly. the cups for a while exactly. now. Look at Man United. They've played in everything. City. Now. Yeah, City also plays in everything. Like. It's and they're still and they Brighton is such a tough like they played Newcastle, they they they've had a like a tough fixture. Yeah, I mean recently. they went to penalties. So they and played then had with to come Sevilla. Sevilla in Sevilla was was an annoying beast. So it wasn't it wasn't like it hasn't been easy for them. And now they have to play Man City as well. So honestly, if I were a United fan, I would be very happy with the team. Honestly, yes, exactly. And please, please leave De Gea alone. Yes, please. <laughs> One last Premier League game we can quickly talk about. I'm a little tired about shitting about Chelsea on yeah, Chelsea because there's not much to say. Five straight defeats. That's all. That's the whole thing. Five straight he, defeats Lampard for Lampard. Lampard is gunning for Lampard 007. I think I think Kante is basically the only player in Chelsea that was actually playing. 
maybe Enzo a little bit. First goal, embarrassing. No organization at all. Honestly, a super boring game. Every opportunity they had, it lacked the element of uh, like threat. It wasn't a threat. Like you're like, okay, they're not gonna score. Obama Young's shots are basically, I don't think you can call them shots. But at least he touched the ball more. I agree, but it's just like Chelsea finds a way to fuck up players. <laughs> to turn them from being superstars. I mean, Obama Young was a superstar, was an annoying superstar at Arsenal, but he was still a superstar. Came to Chelsea, died. What's name? Lukaku, Chelsea, died. Ziyech, Chelsea, died. Salah, wasn't a star. Was a star at Roma. De came to De Bruyne. Like, On the bench. You can't, you can't be fucking up this many players. Something is definitely up. The defending is not great. My question is, could they be relegated? It's, they have 39 points with, I think, six games left for them. I don't think so. And the they are 10 points ahead of Leicester. And Leicester is... 17, 18? 18. Leicester is basically the, the, the first team in the, the, the last three teams. So 10 points is not a lot. There is, like, mathematically, it could happen. No, no, it could happen. It's, it depends on how Leicester and all those teams perform. But apparently, while like 40, I think, is considered to be generally safe. safe. Yeah, so only four times in the last 27 season has the team gone down with 39 points or more. So okay. potentially it's not going to happen, but I don't know how Chelsea If L- If Lampard had come in a few games earlier, could be possible. Yeah, I mean, they still have to face City, right? Yes, and Arsenal, I so, believe. I don't, I don't see how it's very hard. I think there's one, maybe I think they may have to play Southampton or Forest, I believe, or something like that. That's maybe where they could pick up a point oh, or two. Oh. But I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying maybe. Because, oh my God, but Lampard, look at his track record. In the last 18 games he has been as manager, he has won one game oh and drew two games and lost 15. Fuck. Maybe honestly, I followed him. I was just like, stop coaching. Why do you guys do this to yourself? Just go rest. Was it Stevie? Go fucking I think, buy it, an I think island. it was Stevie on ESPN who said, if I were him, I'd just fake illness. Yeah, just like, like, give it the rest okay, of the exactly. season. I don't want to do this. Exactly. Or I have some family thing. Just, you have so much money. Just go retire somewhere and chill. Go watch games. Every, every, you know how they show those stars watching a game? Just do that. Go to like this. Or even be a, be a pundit. He, he's a bit boring though. I don't know, I've he's, never he's, watched he, he, speaks he looks a like a boy in person. Yeah, he doesn't speak. He has no we're, energy. We're so although, mean. Although, although he is talking about a team like Chelsea, so it's very hard to be enthusiastic about talking about that. That's true. But it, I think he's desperate. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look at his lineup. He played Sterling as your number nine and Gallagher and Conte right behind him. Your best player is Conte, who is a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. You need him in the midfield. You're playing him that high. Yes, he creates some chances. You know, he does uh, he was, important he, things. He was, he was good, though. But... You can't. I just doesn't make sense. And Gallagher, God, it's what just, is he doing? I don't know. Honestly, they might as well just play without a manager at this point. What's the point why, of having? What's why, the point of having a manager? Okay, so can I just? Can he just walk me through his thought process? He already has really bad numbers with Chelsea before. He was at Everton, right? So okay, and and then they asked him to come as an interim coach or caretaker, whatever you want to call it. Why do I want to add more bad numbers? Why do I want to make my numbers worse? Chances are, just because of how the team is, just because of the pressure, just because of the spirit of the player, I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yet. But he may not want to be a coach anymore after this. Perhaps, yeah, it's, perhaps he's other players. It still makes his record worse. Don't, tell Chelsea no. I be- he cares about the club too much. Okay, He's well, a, he, it, is, it is true. He is probably the, what the biggest Chelsea legend. he will be the 007. Then he already has five straight defeats and he's doing a good job. So... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to him, but like, I don't know. Like, I think he, he, what, what do you say in English? He brought it on himself, mm-hmm. basically. So I, I don't know what to say about it. In, in Ziyech didn't play sadly, but at this point, I don't care about it anymore because he's leaving one hundred percent. I think a lot of players should leave. If I were them, if I were Mason Mount, I would leave as well. Even if I were Kante, I would leave. Kante is a fantastic. There player. are rumors that he will. He's, he's Kante is such a good player too. Just go to any other team. You're not Barcelona is gonna play in the Champions League as bad as they are. Uh, who else is gonna play in the Champions League? Like Real Sociedad is probably gonna play in the Europa League. Do you know Sevilla now? Because has a chance of top six. Has a chance of playing in the Europa Conference and even in the Europa League. That's how crazy it is. 
So maybe you should go to, to fucking to fucking Sevilla. I mean, like this is ridiculous, right? Like I don't know if Sevilla wants the Europa League, they could play the Champions League even. You know what? Even go to Arsenal. Go to Arsenal. There's so many other good teams there, Conte. Why would you say at Chelsea? Maybe Mason Mount has some special bond with Chelsea, but things are just not not great. And what are they gonna play next year? Like no no European title, right? Nothing. They well, can't. There's, at there's this no rate, chance. no. What are they? What are they playing for? So I don't know. I think Rory's not doing his rants anymore. Like after the Brentford game, he, he, he didn't did. Do a rant. He did do a rant about Chelsea recently. Because like even I, I can't come up with any. We've we've ranted about Chelsea for uh, so many times. Now I can't find anything else to say about them. What am I gonna say? Havertz is bad. Aubameyang is bad. At least he's trying with Aubameyang. So. But do you have a lot of bad things to say about Barcelona? Always. Segway into always, Barcelona. Always have a lot of thing, a lot of bad things to say about Barcelona. Let me just start. With, Do you want to start on the positive note when they beat Atleti? There is no positive note because that game itself, Lewandowski was horrendous. He missed so oh, many. Oh gosh! Not not just not just near goal misses. What do you call it? Sitters. He should have scored them. Like it's ridiculous that so many teams are looking for someone like Lewandowski. Bayern is saying, "Oh my God, we." sold Lewandowski or he left and we let him go and now we don't have a player like him a lot of Arsenal maybe needs someone like him a lot of teams need someone like Chelsea definitely needs someone like him and he's not delivering I don't know what what's happening to him like it's so bad against Atleti they should have won 3-0 or more but not only does he suck he's selfish that exactly not passing to Rafinha I think is unforgivable extremely selfish it's unforgivable you sorry he's wide fucking open and and, and this is and plus Rafinha he has his good moments he can score he's not he's Rafinha has been way better than him way better I mean like at this point in the series scored way more goals than fucking Lewandowski after the World Cup Way more goals. But it's for, so before before Rayo uh, Vallecano, that, that before his goal in that game, he had only scored against Elche in mm-hmm. the last two months. Yeah, and Elche sucks, a, by the way. Elche is the yeah the at the bottom of the bottom of of um. But they managed they managed to score four goals today. Yeah. So, so. okay. So understand this. Rayo Vallecano beats Barcelona, and then just Rayo Vallecano gets beaten by Elche four zero. So. Go figure. Try to understand the try to understand La Liga. So he's been he hasn't been delivering, um, and and against Royal Vallecano, very nice first goal. Again, I think this is this has been the problem at Barcelona. They lose the ball in the midfield. So Gavi and De Jong are reckless. Let's say, let's put it this way. So the two goals Gavi are basic, more, more reckless. Yeah, Gavi way more reckless than De Jong. So De Jong is exactly that kind of player who manages who. Who's way better than Suchek? I know Suchek is probably not a midfielder, but you can see that he will cover himself so that the other guy doesn't take it. Most of the time, he will succeed. Most of the time, Busquets was a master of that. Obviously, Suchek doesn't know how to do that. But th- my point is, Gavi loses the ball. I think he's been so annoying. He has no addition. He just gets yellow cards and fights with everyone. He needs to stop getting booked. Yeah, I don't know what he does. So, I think it's fine to concede goals in Barcelona. They've only conceded eleven and. Before Rayo Vallecano, it was only nine, which is quite amazing. But the problem is that you need to come back. You need to score. That's the problem. You can't just keep doing 1-0 10 times. Also, it's boring to watch. It's so boring to watch. You need to score. You have Lewandowski. You have Rafinha. You have players like Dembele. I mean, I, I get he was not playing, but these players are not sucky players. Yes, you don't have any people in the bench. You have Ferran Torres, who sucks. You have Ansu Fati, who hasn't been doing anything. But I cannot find any excuses for Lewandowski. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Even the goal he scored was basically a flop. It, it hit this defender and it went to him and he didn't score it. It was not even a, a proper assist. I mean, they, against Atleti, they were lucky. Griezmann almost scored at so many occasions. I think I think I think honestly, Atleti was lucky. It was definitely lucky. It could have it could have been worse for them. Yeah, I think they were lucky for both. Araujo immense as always. I I don't really have much uh, anything else to say about this guy. I think he's yeah. just. But for some reason, Lewandowski just really bothers me now. Yeah, he's I don't exactly same here. I don't know why, but he's just he's just. And he doesn't feel like he's trying to do a better job, or he feels that there's something wrong and that he's not scoring goals. Yeah, that's my problem. You just don't feel like he thinks that there's something wrong, and why is he not converting those shots? Why is it that he keeps missing? Why is he being selfish? 
You know, like I just don't sense that from from the player. In in certain players, you feel it. Like for example, when Holland when Holland doesn't score in, in a game, you can tell. Oh my God, he's so frustrated. Like he's just Rafinha when he gets subbed off, he got subbed off at eighty five minutes mm-hmm. and he's upset. <laughs> just calm down. Multiple times, you know, he gets subbed off and he gets upset. So you can tell that he cares so much. Lewandowski, I'm like, dude, maybe just show maybe that you care fucking a bench bit. him. Who's who is he gonna put? I don't know. Ferran Torres. At this point, it anyone could be better. Ferran Torres scored against Atleti. So yeah. let's you know what? Just just bench bench. Well, what's his face? In any case, Dembele is back today, so Christensen is also almost back. So I think they should just keep a clean sheet by the end of the season. They are winning La Liga anyways because. 11 points and when, when Madrid loses Barcelona loses as well so it's not like you can rely on Madrid to close the gap <laughs> they're not doing a great job but just try to end the, uh, the, uh, like the, the league with good numbers like Xavi should focus on that and then in the summer get new players get better players he's been so frustrating so frustrating uh, Lewandowski I really hope he gets better next year God, he's so frustrating. I, I don't even know like who's... He's frustrating me more than Lukaku did or oh, more, or than, more than Havertz. Yeah, he I don't know why. I don't know why. Because I, maybe because I'm thinking you have such a... Especially now with De Jong and Pedri back. And yeah. you still can't fucking score. I'm sorry. Like, that's just... He, and he does get good balls, though. He does get good balls. So anyway. he should be doing a better job. In other related news, Barcelona have secured almost 1.5 billion euros in financing to press ahead with the redevelopment of Spotify Camp Nou. Uh, that's what they announced on Monday. I do think that with the interest rate being where they are, they probably had to pay a lot for this to get this money. Or at least they will pay a lot to get this money. And they were supposed to get the funding by 31st of March. That was the deadline and they basically had to extend it. So until the Camp Nou is ready by November 2024, Barca will be moving to this stadium called Olympic Stadium which holds just over 50,000... Uh, oh, shoot, that's not good. Yeah, 50,000 people. So it's going to be a little bit tough for them. Apparently, this new stadium will be sustainable. Uh, the new Camp Nou will boast a retractable roof covered in 30,000 square meters of solar, solar panels. And they will have some sort of uh, recycling of water and like all these fancy things. As much as environmentalism is so important, and I actually do care about it, I mean, I'm fucking vegan for God's sake, but they really don't have the priorities straight. Oh, definitely. And also, they, we've been to Camp Nou. It's not bad. It's a little bit old, a little bit decrepit. But do you really think this is, this is the time to do it? Yeah. When you have all these and deficits, fair, cans, fair play problems. They have so, scandals. So so this is how they're going to fix the fair play problem. At the same time, Barcelona closed... Down Barca, Barca TV. I saw that. <laughs> trying to fix their um, their uh, finances so right, that right, they're right, right. able to, they're, to buy players. They're cutting 120 employees from yeah, Barca TV. Yeah, I think 150 employees and, and freelancers. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why, it says, that's why I said the board has taken this decision to help balance the books and comply with the financial fair play requirements of La Liga Santander. But to me, it's like a 12 million euros. You can't even, you can't even play, you so, can't pay one player for that. I, I do feel bad for, for the... Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I do feel bad for the people who are employed. But at the same time, do you actually need, need a, a Barca TV? TV? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> an Instagram have, and a Facebook page enough? Yeah, they have these random things. So I also found out that they had to sell 49% of Barca oh, studios I know that. Yeah. to finance the signings of Lewandowski, Rafinha, yeah, and yeah, Kunde. Exactly, exactly. Or else they couldn't have done it. So yes, they, they kept majority of this Barca studio. So I looked into what this Barca studios does. They make documentaries... And they invest in blockchain NFTs and things oh like this. God. Why does this exist? You gotta make this make a. Why don't you get Amazon to make you a documentary for that series that they do all or nothing? You don't need to keep this Barca Studios. Yeah, I don't I understand need, why this is necessary. I need a Barca TV, Barca TV channel. Apparently, these employees have been on strike for for ages because their work conditions have not been great. So. I really feel bad for them, but as a club, you don't need that. If you have Instagram, a, if you, if you have an, Facebook for if you have an endless well to to take from, Which like, City like City and PSG yeah. do, go for it. Make as many Barca TVs as you want, but you, but you don't have that, so just stop. You shouldn't try to compete with golf money. Basically, it's just like an endless well of money. But anyways, I don't know if this twelve million is going to be helpful. It's like peanuts from what they need to do. They need to cut how, how much do they need to cut? Two hundred million. They can't even pay Fra- Frankie the Young to. Exactly. So what? I don't. I don't understand. But I. I think honestly, 
And this whole messy debacle that he's been trying to come, every day I read news, it's 70% gonna happen. It's 80% gonna happen. Oh, it's not gonna happen. His dad, so Cassier and Christensen refuse to take a pay cut so Barca can get Messi back. Totally understandable. Dude, absolutely right. They just got signed. Why the fuck am I gonna take a pay cut yeah. so you can get for, some pay? I've never played guy, with, I've never played guy, with. For this guy who's almost 35 years old. Exactly, I've never played with this guy. I have no relationship with him. We, I just got, you just bought me. I'm not gonna take a pay cut. Yeah. Um, and his father also asked PSG to give Messi a, a raise because he won a World Cup. How does that make sense? It's ridiculous. But like, why are they negotiating? Like, this guy has so many, so much money. Why is he still negotiating what, to get more that's money? That's why I think this is this is horrible press, and I think his dad is not being a, doing a good job because this really paints Messi in a bad light. Yeah, it does. He honestly, if I were him, I would just come and play a, a Barcelona for free. Team. Yeah. If you want money, go to fucking Saudi. They didn't say they want to give him 400 million. Just go take the 400 million. Why are you trying to get more money out of PSG? Leave PSG. Leave PSG. Yeah, don't try to get money from P- don't try to get money from Barca. If 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 playing at Barcelona is the only thing that matters to you, just go play. You are the richest football player probably in history of football. Or maybe the second after Ronaldo. I don't know the numbers. So why are you even discussing money? And get more sponsorships. You'll be fine. Exactly. And why is Barcelona, as you said, they don't have their priorities straight. Go get another player. Go get Conte. Can you just go get, go get like a good mid- mid- midfielder. Go get Amrabat. Go get any other good players. Why are you like want to get Messi back? You left a fantastic legacy. You were great. You've won everything. We're so happy for you. Now let's move on. Apparently Xavi is pushing for it too, so... Okay, I, like, I, I, you know what my gut feeling I think it's not going to happen I don't think it's going to happen I don't think it's going to happen and I think it's ridiculous that they're asking Christensen and Kessier who have been trying to do such a good job for Barcelona to take a pay cut that's what they did with all their players right they asked PK to take a pay cut they asked Jordi Alba to take a pay cut it, throughout all these years they've been doing this it sucks as a player yeah like imagine if you're working and then your boss comes to tell you oh we need to save the company so please take a pay cut I'm doing my or job playing. some other player. Yeah, I'm doing my job playing. So why is it my problem that I have to save this? Especially if I'm performing. Like, they add De Jong. They add their, yeah. their Shurgan. But De Jong, These... De Jong does get paid a lot, though. Yeah, I He's understand. He's the highest but, but, no, but regardless, you set a standard. And now you're t- you're now you're backpedaling, yeah, right? Piquet had, had to lower his by 50%. In, in other more uh, casual news, I also saw that Gabby has now passed his driver less, driver's license. Oh, so Pedri doesn't have to drive him to practice anymore. What? This is this is great fantastic, news. Fantastic piece of news. But it also just reminds me, how young is Gabby? Gabby, yeah. Like, we talk about him. <laughs> he doesn't have his driver's license and Pedri has to drive him to training. He looks like a kid, though. You just like you feel like he that's has been a, around for ages. That's why he's so hot-headed. It's all that testosterone. He's going through puberty that's still. That's true. He's like still a teenager. We just forget that he's a teenager. Anyway, Barcelona. I I still find Chelsea more fun to chill on than Barcelona. I'm sorry. Actually, I no. To, I, I have to say. So just to to all the Chelsea fans, we hate on Barcelona more than we hate on Chelsea, and I'm a Barcelona fan. And so. I I hate it on City when they're not playing well. So this is all fair. That's true, but City is less like like you want to hate on Barcelona and Chelsea. Like no, 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 Barcelona less, less, Chelsea more. How? Like Barcelona Because Chelsea's so incompetent too. They no. spent so much money to do that, this. That's true, but look at all these candles that Barcelona oh, has. But at least, at least they they win. Selling, they still they still win a few games. Selling selling camp no seats to make money. <laughs> like you saw in the tour, how they try to make money out of you, like in every single way. Selling but like closing Barca TV, like all the stuff they do. It's probably the shadiest. A football team in the world. You just feel like it's run by a bunch of kids who who have no idea what they're doing. Let's start Barca Studios. Uh, oh, I, I, I want to make Barca TV where we can, you know, it just doesn't... Yeah, I guess, especially when you compare it to Madrid. Yeah, so Fiorentino Perez... Had to him. He's he's been he's been he's been fantastic. It's True. like Madrid is run by a bunch of adults, mm-hmm. and Barcelona's run by a bunch of kids. Yeah, Madrid is stability. Fiorentino Perez. He's been around yeah. for 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 a while. There are a few games this weekend. But we wanted to, because a lot happened this week, so we mm-hmm. wanted to talk about the games during this week. There were very important uh, games that happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.